hello and welcome to the Empowered Together podcast, the judgment-free space where we as women come together on our journey to empowerment. My name is Lucy Atkins and I'm Jennifer Jacobson. We will be hearing inspiring stories and discussing topics that are uplifting and relatable. We hope you leave feeling amazing. Welcome to today's episode. I am so excited today because I have another one of my BFFs in life and she's somebody that I am just so proud of. I have watched her go through one of the biggest struggles of her life and she has always kept a smile on her face. Her and her husband have always just been happy, go lucky, no matter what's happened, even though maybe things got really difficult at times. And I just, I am so excited to have her here today. It's Erin Johnston and a little bit about her. She struggled with many years of infertility, having a hard time having a baby. And eventually it comes out, the the ending of the story is so good. It, it turns out that her sister-in-law carried their baby for her, for them. And so I just thought, wow, as far as inspiring stories go, this one is, this one takes the cake. So welcome today, Erin, and we're so excited to hear about your journey. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for braving the weather on this unusually <laughs> rainy Arizona day. I know. It's like, what is this wet stuff coming from the sky? We <laughs> live in Arizona. This never happens. <laughs> yeah. So if you could just tell us a little bit about your experience, you know, whatever you think might be helpful for others to hear. And obviously, like, this is such an empowering story. So just tell us how, how it was for you. Yes. So as as you mentioned, it was a it's a happy ending. And we now have our little miracle baby who is, his name is James, and he's three years old. And he's actually at preschool while he's sitting here today. But uh, yeah, he was a long time coming and many years of struggle and disappointment. But we we kept at it and our story is amazing to show the love of siblings too of a brother and yeah. sister and so uh, my sister-in-law michelle ended up carrying our son for us so she, we call her our angel or uh, michelle yeah. our angel so gestational carrier is what she technically is called but to us we call her our angel um, and so, yeah, she, she, after years of struggle, and she saw our emotional roller coaster that we endured, and she wanted to do something, and, and it was her that wow. approached us. Okay, and that was going to be one of our questions. Yeah. So she actually asked you guys if she could be your surrogate. She did, and it wow. was, it, interestingly enough, that wasn't something at, the, at the, the point that we were at. It wasn't on our, really on our radar. I had never even thought about going that route. Because when you're in it, you think, okay, we're going to keep trying. It's going to work. We'll try this. We'll see a a new doctor. It's going to work. And then eventually it it wasn't. And she had approached us probably a year before we even truly thought about going that route. And, of course, when she approached us and said, please let me try. I have easy pregnancies. I'm done having children. I've seen what you've gone through. Let's let's just give this a shot. What do we have to lose? And, um, yeah, amazing. And, uh, of course, we were we were flabbergasted and, and amazed that she would be willing to do that, but we weren't quite there yet when she mentioned it, and we kept trucking along, and then finally we realized, you know what, this looks like it's meant to be. This looks like this is the route we should we should go and at least try, and she was, she was the one that was really 
just saying, please, let, let me, let's try, let me do this. Um, so she Amazing. was, she was the one that approached us, which yeah. is incredible. And I think a pretty unusual scenario for Absolutely. when it comes to gestational carriers or surrogates. Yeah. Usually it's the, the couple seeking out someone, but it was kind of the other way around for us. Do you mind if I ask you, when yes. she um, approached you with this amazing offer, was there any part of you that kind of lamented that you might not carry the baby? Or You know, um... yeah, and I think that that's why I wasn't quite open to it at first, because we were in a point to, and, you know, we were going to try a new doctor, we were going to try a new procedure. I still had hope that that would work, and of course, there was a little bit like, no, we, we, we've got this, you know, you're amazing, but I think this is, I really think this is going to work, and then as a year, I think it was a year later, I was like, you know what, I'm, I was physically and emotionally done, too, and, but physically, I was like, I'm not, I'm not doing this anymore and kind of like what's the definition of insanity trying to say anything over yeah. <laughs> hoping for a different yeah. result so I kind yeah. of got to that point I would say it was mainly gratitude and just amazement that she was be willing to do that but yeah there was a little bit of that and then and then I did get over that though I kind of did get past that point in my mind that that's how I was going to I, that's how I needed to have a baby. I didn't. I kind of got over the fact that I, I felt like I needed to be the one to carry. At that point, I was focused on the end result of having a child and, and being a mom and having a healthy baby. So my husband and I both got on that page where it was like, we don't we don't care what the route is and wh- what route we have to go. We just are focused on the end result. So I would say there was a small part of mourning that of carrying the baby, but for me, it wasn't a huge. It wasn't huge. Where for others, I know it, it was a little bit harder, but. The actual part of caring wasn't wasn't that hard for me to get over that that wasn't going to be our our route. Yeah, so you mentioned the physical and emotional toll that the IVF treatment was having yes. on you. For women who are maybe considering this treatment, could you just speak briefly about yeah, some of the effects? Absolutely, and I've uh, I would be a, a plethora of information for. For anyone starting uh, fertility treatments, because we I, we truly did do everything, and I did five rounds of IVF, so I'm very familiar with the procedure, and it's an amazing, it's an amazing, amazing thing. And for most people, it does work, and and it did work in a sense for us because we got these beautiful, wonderful embryos. Um, you know, we still actually have some that are are frozen in a lab, which is kind of interesting to think about. But yeah, it's it's an it's an amazing technology that we have in this day and age that does Seriously, provide yeah. parenthood for mm-hmm. so many families and possibly they would have you know maybe even 30 years ago they wouldn't have been able to to have this so it's an it's an amazing thing that there is resource however it is it's trying it's trying both physically it's trying mentally it's very involved it's a lot more involved than people realize you have a specific protocol there are a a lot of shots involved Mm -hmm. Um, but you know what when you are in it and you're determined to to make it work it's really not it's, it's manageable. You can, you do it. You do what you have to do. And so you, you can do it if you're determined, but it's, it's definitely not easy. I remember, um, being with Erin at times when she was like, got to do all these shots. I'm like, God, that's amazing. Like I hate getting shots. And she's like giving herself multiple shots, you know, every day. And I'm like, gosh, that's so amazing. But yeah, it's just, you're so determined. You'll do whatever. Exactly. Yes. When you, you, got your mind um, and heart into something, you're willing to do whatever it takes. But yes, it is, it's, 
it's physically haunting. But it be, the shots became old hat for me, which my mom <laughs> joked because I was the worst at getting shots as a child, just the biggest wimp. And then she saw me giving myself, you know, five shots, no problem, a day, and she just was amazed by that. But again, when it comes to determination of wanting to make something happen, you do what you got to do. Yeah, exactly. It sounds like you had some really great support from your mom and oh, you know, yes. your husband, Jim, has been. Absolutely, and that yeah. would be my advice, too, for anyone going through this, whether you're just beginning the journey or you've been you've been doing it, is just to be easy on yourself, take care of yourself, a lot of self-care, um, but lean on others because they want to be there for you. So uh, especially your spouse, but also uh, family and friends. They, they, you have to kind of show them what, what you need because a lot of mm-hmm. times people don't want to overstep boundaries or, you know, they, they're like, well, maybe you don't want to talk about it right now. But so you kind of have to be clear on how you want the support, but leaning on others is is how you're going to survive and get through it. You can't do it just on your own. Yeah, I love that. I love that you were able to really tell people exactly what you needed because it's such a hard thing, especially for women. You know, we Absolutely. think, oh, we can handle it all. I don't mm-hmm. need to ask for help. And I love that you were able to, like, be very specific and, and really ask for what you needed. So yes. That's wonderful. I, I agree. As women, we tend to be these, we, we can do it all. We don't need anyone's help. Mm-hmm. We don't need support kind of creatures but at the end of the day especially with something so emotional you have to lean on others otherwise you will go a little crazy (laughs) (laughs) yeah I'm wondering is there was there anything else that really helped get you through those hard times anything else that you did you know my husband and I were really good supports for each other but we traveled a lot we stayed busy and so that was a a big thing for me is to have a fun trip to look forward to, a new experience to look forward to. So in between, you know, your IVF cycles for us, it was like cycle after cycle after cycle. So what we would have a few months in between and we would just go, whether we'd go on a beach vacation or just travel if you can, or even it doesn't have to be anything crazy, something simple like a staycation, just to get a change of scenery and to have something fun to look forward to because the the fertility process, especially the IVF process, it's grueling. Um, And so just to step away from that daily life for a little bit helped us tremendously. Awesome. Yeah, that sounds like it could really help just knowing that you have something coming up, something Mm -hmm. to look forward to, something to get your mind off of everything that you're going through. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Awesome. What were some of your fears going into the process when this is all a done deal and it's right. about ready to happen and, you know, yes, she's going to carry this baby for you? Like, what were some of those fears? Well, honestly, the biggest thing for me at this point was whether it was going to work and that mm-hmm. it was my main concern was for her, for her. Are we going to put her through this battery of tests? And because there is no guarantee, as I learned early on, there's no guarantee just because you're starting the IVF process and you're you're doing this doesn't mean you're going to get that end result that you're looking for. And right. so I think for me it was, are we going to bring her into this world, you know, that she's never experienced right. and she had to go through, it's very involved. She had to go through a battery of tests. And so my biggest thing was, are we going to have her come into this world, do all of this, make her do all of this physically as well? And then it's going to be all for naught. Right, um, and, right. and she was obviously willing to take that risk with, right. with asking to do this for us. But of course you think about the disappointment for her too. Not only would we be disappointed, but there's a whole end of disappointment that, you know, you worry about for her. Yeah. But I think that was my biggest fear. I didn't, she's an amazing person. She's, um, I trust her obviously completely. So there wasn't any fear of, is she not going to, you know, eat right or exercise? She was actually very, very cognizant about, I know you eat really organic and healthy, so I'm going to do that. And, um, and so I trusted her if it did end up going well. I trusted her to carry our child completely and to, to make the right decisions and not do anything, to, you know, harm 
potential baby and things like that. So the biggest thing was, is this going to work? To work, right. Because right. We, we never had um, a doc, you know, they can't tell you this is going to work 100%. Mm -hmm. And then they never were able to tell me it's 100% a carrying issue. They, they really am somewhat of a mystery. Um, so that was another thing that's like, okay, well, we don't even know that's 100% a carrying issue. Will this work? And obviously... Thank goodness it did. <laughs> but that, so that's a big fear. Yeah. 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 So I'm wondering, what do you think some of the benefits are of having a surrogate who is a person close to you versus somebody you don't know? Oh, yes. Um, I think that there's a huge benefit to having someone carry for you that is a, a close uh, person in your life, whether it be a family member or a close friend, uh, because you already completely understand each other. You have trust established already and trust is a huge thing when somebody is going to be carrying your unborn child um, and so it, it definitely brought my sister-in-law and I even closer and we already had a pretty good relationship but it, there is for sure a, a true bond there now um, so I think if if you have a family member or close friend that is willing to do that for you it, it's an amazing amazing thing and there's a huge benefit in that you um I think you mentioned that she already had children yes um do you know, just out of curiosity, how far the children understood yes. what was happening and the conversations that took place there? That's a great question. Um, yes, they, they fully did understand what was going on, and we both sat down and explained it. So my husband and I, and then my sister-in-law and her husband, uh, to touch on him, Brandon was a, just amazing in that he was willing to have her do this and was on board with it fully. But yes, the children were four and seven, when when she when we started this process and when we found out that it actually did take and she was pregnant and so obviously we waited until after it was safe to tell them but we did we all sat down and explained in the best way we knew how and we kind of just told them that my tummy didn't work and that their mommy's tummy worked and so we were going to borrow her tummy to grow our baby and it, it's interesting because kids just, especially at the, those ages, <laughs> okay, they just, they don't ask questions. Accept, yeah. They just, they're very accepting. They were very excited. And I think they were most excited that they were going to have a cousin. <laughs> so they didn't care in what way that came uh, because they didn't have any cousins at that point. And so, yeah, they, they just were most excited that they were going to have a cousin. And, and they do have a special bond with him now because they got to watch their mom's belly grow. And, you know, they would kiss the belly yeah. and talk to their cousin and read stories to their cousin. But they were so, they so understood stood, which I found amazing, that that was their cousin. It wasn't going to be their, their brother or sister. And, and they would sometimes tell people in the grocery store, which was interesting, my mommy's carrying my cousin. <laughs> That's my cousin in there. There were a few confused people at the grocery store. <laughs> so Michelle would laugh. My sister-in-law would say, I didn't feel the need to explain. I would just shrug it off and keep walking. <laughs> Absolutely. So yeah, they were, they were amazing. My, my niece and nephew were amazing and accepting and excited through the whole process. So cool. Now she didn't live near you. She so did not. How was that? What was that? What was that like? Not being able to see her tummy get bigger and your baby growing. At that point, yes, she lived in Denver, and, and we lived here in Phoenix. And you know, I think it was easier because I had to relinquish control. And so, mm -hmm. if she lived close, I would maybe have been checking on her. How are you? You, you know, are you doing your green smoothie? Every day. <laughs> I'd be bringing her organic produce. <laughs> I think it was a good thing, and we, and we FaceTimed, I mean, thank goodness for FaceTime, right? We yes. FaceTimed all the time, and she sent me pictures all the time, and, so cool. um, and we had to fly out there for a fair amount of doctor's appointments, so I did get to see her a fair amount through the pregnancy. We would fly out for every ultrasound. She was just amazing in that, and letting us be as involved or 
it's not as involved, which we were very involved, but she let us kind of be as involved as we as much as we wanted. But I think it was a good thing for me actually to have a little bit of that space. And then she didn't feel like I was smothering her either. <laughs> so that worked out actually pretty well. <laughs> and That's were you great. there for the birth? Oh yes, we were there for the birth, and uh, she had a C-section, so which was nice because it was scheduled. Um, mm. And so yeah, my husband and I were both uh, in the room and s- sitting by her head on either side of her. Yeah, when they uh, performed the C-section, it was a really amazing, amazing experience. Do you wow. think it was important to be able to hold the baby, like? Absolutely. As a you know, like oh, yes. that mother's moment when you absolutely take yeah. The, baby for the, the, the first hospital time. that he was born at is in Denver, and they were just incredible. They they're well versed in the gestational carrier situation, which really really helped because they know how to handle that. It's a, it's a sensitive kind of situation, and and so that we had a meeting prior, and you know, what do you? I told them I wanted to do skin to skin, so everybody was on the same page of who was going to go where after he was born, who was going to do what, and they even showed us what room we would be in to do skin to skin with him. And and they really prepared us in exactly how it was going to play out. That was wonderful. To have that support from the hospital was huge. Oh, absolutely. I think it's wonderful that they think it through to that extent. You know, mm-hmm. I had no idea about that. Yes, yes. Um, Colorado is actually uh, one of the gestational carrier-friendly states. So the laws are easier um, when it comes to that. Um, and also, because of that, the hospitals are a little bit more uh, well-versed in that situation. So that helped our situation for sure. Awesome. Awesome. So during the whole process, did you have any, like, what were the reactions of, like, your family or your friends? Oh, most people that you tell start crying immediately. (laughs) But, yeah, friends and family were just thrilled that it was, you know, that we were, it was finally happening for us. And most people obviously think it's an amazing story, which it is. Yeah, it is such an incredible story. And I mean, for me, it was so cool to see you go through that whole process and, you know, just know that you're finally getting that baby that you so longed for for so many years. What do you think things are like now? Um, How do you think it's enhanced your relationship with with your sister-in-law having, you know, having had gone through this process? Oh, it definitely uh, brought us closer for sure. Um, And we have this this, um, stronger bond now. certainly and uh, and she's his my son's godmom and and obviously extra special godmom and so she is a she's really uh, sweet and with him and I think they'll always have a special mm-hmm. bond as well yeah how often does do they get to see each other um now that they moved to Virginia not as often but we always see them Christmas and um, every other Thanksgiving and then usually once once or twice throughout the year we'll we'll see each other so a fair amount wonderful how much do you think James understands about her role in he in really his life. doesn't quite understand yet, um, yeah. but he's three now, and he is starting to notice, you know, if people have a baby in their belly, and yeah. and um, and he actually loves babies, um, so he's very <laughs> in tune with that. We've told him a little bit, but uh, I don't think he quite understands yet. So eventually, we'll, as he gets a little older, we'll be able to explain even more. And we actually did have a photographer come and photograph the day of his birth. So we have a whole book um, that I created with all the pictures. And so that will be really helpful to show him when he can grasp the concept a little bit better as he's older. Yeah, yeah. Probably it'll take a few more years. Yeah, I think we're not not quite there yet. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Is there any advice maybe that you would give other women that are struggling with infertility and in terms of the mindset too, like Uh how to get through it? I think that uh, whether you've been on this journey or you're in the, you know, you're years into it or you're just starting this journey, 
to, like I said, lean on other people and not internalize everything because it's a very, very emotional and physical uh, journey. Um, but if it's truly what you want, then try every avenue that you can think of to get there. I mean, sometimes you have to think outside of the box, obviously, with our our situation is an unusual one. More and more not so, though, in this in this day and age, more and more people are going this route. But it's still a fairly unusual situation. But think outside the box, and whether it be adoption, whether it be a surrogate, whatever whatever you need to do, whether it be an, embry- an egg donor, embryo donor, just keep pushing forward and keeping that determination and not giving up because it really is 100% worth it in the end. Oh, I just yeah. think that's so inspiring. <laughs> and do you know... But if there's any women out there who are considering becoming a surrogate, do you know what type of support is out there? You know, were there any issues with how it might feel to give away a baby that you've just birthed? Right, Those that's a great question. Yes, I think that there, uh, there is usually a counseling session that is mandatory through through the, any IVF clinic um, to make sure that everybody is on the same page. And there's definitely legal um, uh, stuff involved. But yeah, as far as the emotional aspect of of being on the other side and being the surrogate or gestational carrier. And uh, I know that there are counselors that specialize in that. Mm -hmm. And I think also just having a very good line of communication for whoever you are caring for, Mm -hmm. uh, just to make sure everybody's on the same page is huge. But I think that it's an amazing, amazing thing. And I I didn't realize how much my sister-in-law actually would get out of that too and did get out of that situation and being able to do that. I think that was a huge uplifting thing for her to be able to do. And and she gets to see the fruits of her labor, you know, all the time because it's her nephew that she carried. So I think focusing on that too and realizing what what an amazing gift you're giving to someone to when you're carrying somebody's child is such a huge thing too. And, but yes, there, I know that there are um, counselors and, and programs out there. And, and I would say talking to other, other people, other carriers that have done that and, and asking them how they felt and especially the emotional part, as you mentioned, after giving birth to that baby, you don't necessarily know how you're going to feel. And, and there are, you know, hormones that are taking place right mm-hmm. after a baby right. is born. Yeah. So I think having the support and being prepared for that and talking to uh, somebody else that's gone through that before yeah. you do it would be huge and, and, and highly beneficial. Yeah, I think that's excellent advice to just bring in all the support you can get, talk to all the people you can. It sounds like that's really what's helped you get through. So Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And, and luckily my sister-in-law seemed to do really well with that because she, her, she had the healthy mindset the whole time. You know, she didn't want any more children. She had her two children and and she 100% knew that she was you know she was doing this for us and this was her nephew that she was carrying so she she was wonderful in that aspect we didn't have to worry about too much of that um she had a very healthy mindset Mm -hmm. with that which was which was really great and amazing amazing. yeah Yeah. so amazing that's the other benefit I suppose of it being someone that you know and are familiar with you know their situation you know when they say you know this is what I'm doing. You can believe them and just have that comfort that everything's going to be okay once the baby's here. Absolutely, yes. Yes, for us it was just a wonderfully bonding, incredible experience. And of course, we're forever grateful to her, for sure. Would you do it again? <laughs> um, yes, I would, actually. I would. I, we would do it again. We'll see. <laughs> um, I've got this my hands full. Listening. I, yeah, exactly. I've got my hands full with a, a busy three-year-old at the moment. Yeah. Uh, but yes, I, it was 
it was an amazing, uh, uh, amazing experience. And, and now that I know kind of what to expect and how it goes, I would, I would do it again for sure. Awesome. I'm so glad she asked the question that I, <laughs> I know we're all thinking, but <laughs> I'm just going to dive in. <laughs> I love it. All right. Well, gosh, thank you so much for sharing your amazing story. Maybe someday Michelle will be in town and we can have her on as well. I would love to That would hear. be wonderful. Yeah. Yes. I mean, the angel, angel auntie. I mean, yes. seriously. She, she, she truly is um, a wonderful angel, yeah. for sure. Maybe we'll have James on, too, and he can say a few things. Yeah. Oh, he would love to. Are you kidding? He'll sing Let It Go. We're in a big Let It Go phase right now. He'll come and sing that. Oh, yes, we would love that. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, thank, thank you. you. If you've enjoyed what you've heard today and you want more, you can find us on Facebook at the Empowered Together Podcast, on Instagram at Empowerment Podcast, and you can send us an email at empoweredtogetherpodcast at gmail.com. Please leave us a five-star review. Tell your friends, tell your family, and subscribe. Have an amazing day. See you next time.